0: In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, How to Network in Information Security, Part 1. Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring how to network in information security. And with me today to do that is Johnny Christmas, penetration tester for Redlegger. Johnny, how are you?
1: I am doing excellent. I am uh, wrapping up JohnnyCon 2015. I've been uh, speaking, speaking at 13 conferences in three countries uh, wow. on this topic and others. Uh, and it's been amazing. And I am exhausted. And I am still happy to be here.
0: So speaking of conferences, uh, one of the... One of the ones I we were I, I don't know I think there was a few of them that at one point we were we were just constantly going to the same one yeah uh, it
1: was like you're my personal photographer yeah
0: exactly just yeah put me around yeah <laughs> um, but yeah the one I saw was uh, B size Nashville where uh, where you gave a great talk on on how to network um, at security conferences which I think is uh, it was in a green track so uh, I, I think it's great it's kind of we're starting to see a little, little bit more of those at security conferences we are. We are, um, which is, I think, is is fantastic because yeah. uh, I think that's a very important uh, skill and it's a very imp- important opportunity for people that go to these conferences. So, so kicking it right off, how do you network within information security at at security conferences? Well, that's that's a way bigger question than you think. Um,
1: how do you how do you define networking? Tell me what networking is.
0: Uh, well, that would be. I guess getting to know people, building relationships, making connections with people within a field or uh whether it's you know a hobby or professionally
1: yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of making friends, right? It's kind of just like making friends, almost exactly like making friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way I see it I, like networking, I think like most adjectives these days um is kind of a word that was made up by somebody to sell something. Um, it's, you know, networking has kind of got that, that, uh, corporate power, power word, uh, feeling around it, like, you know, red tie go getter. Um, and, and, uh, I think that that word in, in that definition, it kind of like alienates people and kind of sets it out of grasp and it makes people, uh, especially younger people who are coming into the industry. Now, um, we've got to, we've have one of the youngest workforces uh, in IT outside of, like, help desk, one of the youngest but also, like, most advanced workforces. Um, And so you get a lot of maturity issues within the industry, and um, a lot of them have difficulty moving above that and moving out of that because they just feel so alienated and so oppressed by, uh, you know, the suits uh, above them. Who use words like networking to uh, get across concepts of just making friends with people, um, uh, and so I really feel like ah, it's one of those words somebody made up to sell something, and I don't know if that something was uh, a self help book uh, or just you know false importance, uh, you know, making you th- making someone else feel that you're more important than you are because you say like oh I've uh, uh, I've been to a lot of networking events and I'm making a lot of good business contacts. Um, and it's just, that's, it's not really what it is. It's just about making friends. Um, and, and we all, we have different kinds of friends, you know, there's, we have friends that we'd invite to our weddings and we have friends we wouldn't invite to our weddings. Um, and not that, uh, we don't like them or anything. Um, we just have different tiers of friends and networking is just about filling that more professional tier uh, of friends. It kind of Blurs that line between uh, professional and personal, but in a very specific way. And that blurred line is in itself in its own kind of container. Um, You can get sycophantic with with that if you want. If you want to say, I'm making these friends in order to get myself ahead professionally. And I'm just collecting people like Pokemon in order to use them uh, in the future for when I need them. Um, A lot of people do that. With great success, some of us have a moral problem with doing that to people, um, and prefer to just network by just being good people. Uh, I preach the latter, uh, but I can't say which of those methods is more effective because there's you know you have sycophants like well I won't name any names but um, it's they they've both proven to be greatly effective and however you work is up to you whatever works for you.
0: What are some you know and it's all about building relationships and and like you said it's it's. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you've kind of peeled away the um, the technical aspect of it, and then I think you've broken it down into what a lot of people can kind of relate to, which is just going out and essentially meeting new people. Yeah. Uh, But in this sense, we're we're doing it like like you know moral aspect aside, we're doing it professionally. Which right? Um, It's it's still it's it's
1: just making acquaintances. Maybe is the word for it. Right. And, um, and it and it's such it's such a a strange thing to talk about um, because it's it's a very personal thing, you know, making friends, and we all make friends different ways, and we all have certain kinds of friends we like for certain reasons. Right. Um, and and uh, but now you're talking about doing it to to progress your career, and uh, a lot of us, maybe most of us, especially working in information security, where we're all about privacy uh and maybe lead lives that need to be kept private, you know, personal lives that need to be kept private for one reason or another. Um blur the blurring of those lines is not a natural thing for a lot of us to do. Um, you know, I myself had a huge problem with that, um, to the point where uh I was bordering on agoraphobia where I I, I if I was outside of my house for more than an hour or so, uh I would start having panic attacks. Um and I had to get back home and do nothing, <laughs> and and that's uh, terrible for for increasing you know your friends network, um, and but nowadays we're lucky enough that we have uh, you know all of these information security conferences going on. You can't you can't go outside without accidentally uh, walking into one. Um, you should have seen my CFP list for this year is insane, and. You know, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing or not aside, uh, if you do find yourself at one of those conferences, um, you need to remember that the, the entire reason for conferences, and now I'm talking conferences versus trade shows, uh, the whole reason conferences cropped up is for networking. That is why they were designed. Uh, They were to get a bunch of people who work in the same industry together to hang out and talk about stuff and uh, better themselves with the conversations they had but also make those uh, industry friends uh, to be able to utilize at a different time should the need arise. and Whatever that need might be, that need might be, hey, uh, I need a better job and I know this guy works at that company and I'm going to hit him up. Um, or it might just be hey I know this guy at that company is working with these same machines that I'm working with or the same context that I'm working in and I'm having a lot of trouble figuring this or that out or uh, presenting a scenario to the business or what have you uh, and I'm gonna hit him up and I'm gonna say hey I know remember we talked about uh, this scenario over at Derbycon uh, this came up at my work and I'm having a lot of trouble getting this across what are you guys doing over there that you can discuss uh, and so like, even just for that, you know, you're not using somebody to, you know, you're know, you not stepping across people's backs in order to get ahead necessarily. You're just, you know, filling your, your bag with um, useful people that you can hit up for information. And at the same time, hopefully, you're also a useful person to them that they can hit up because right. uh, kind of, you know, that's how it works. Uh, and so that's,
0: that's – um, that's what you're up to yeah, so i think I think we've kind of defined it uh what exactly it is and what it's useful for so so how would one start the networking process and and wanting to get better at just meeting people and building relationships
1: yeah that's that's the really hard part, and I think of course that's the hard part about starting anything is starting anything. Um, it's, (laughs) I think it's, it's really easy to not do anything. It's infinitely easier Mm -hmm. to do nothing than it is to do anything, you know, mathematically. Um, and, and so it, it's, it's really difficult to, to get away from the terrible answer of, uh, start doing it, which like I said, is a terrible answer, right? But really that's, that's what it is. Uh, Mm Um, and, and starting to do it is so difficult for us because, um, we live in a time now where it is so much better to never leave our houses, uh, and to never leave our little bubbles that we create. Um, because why, why would I say go to my local city sec meetup and sit in a room with a bunch of strangers and maybe have a conversation or two with someone that I don't really hit it off with or that I creep out or have something go wrong and just have a generally boring time or, God forbid, a terrible time, uh, when in my house here, I've got every episode of Futurama on Netflix. I I have Destiny on my PS4 that I can play uh, until I have to be at work in two hours and haven't slept yet. Um, we have all of these great things that are, that we can afford and keep in our houses and make our lives, um, just constantly full of instant gratification, instant satisfaction and guaranteed good times. Why would I leave that? Why would I go outside and potentially have an awkward time with strangers? It it doesn't make any sense logically and, and emotionally, um, and unfortunately, we're we're emotional creatures and that's how we make all decisions. Uh, and and so we often choose to not do the latter. Um, even when we go to these conferences, many of us spend all of our days or a good portion of our days uh, sitting in talks, just sitting in a chair in the back and watching these talks uh, and not talking to anybody else when we all know that all of those talks are available Um Online um, at a lot of the conferences, they're available within two hours of the time having been given. Um, So if you go to, say, DEFCON or DerbyCon and you spent all two or three days cooped up in rooms, um, you're doing it wrong. That's not the purpose of the conference. Um, Those talks are important. Those talks uh, are the supporting framework of the conference and they need to be done. And it's great that they're done. And it's great that the people are giving them, but they're being filmed uh, and you can watch them later. You spent a lot of money to go to that conference. Uh, and if all you did was sit and watch talks that you could have watched at work on Monday, uh, you blew all of that money. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You should have been out running into strangers, having lunch, getting a beer or whatever, uh, and starting conversations. And not just starting conversations about work and information security, but just having conversations, uh, because all things flow from that. You're just meeting people and making general acquaintances, uh, because you guys talked about some stuff and got along. Uh, and if you need professional advice later, you can hit them up later. It's, it's a, it's a big part of it. A lot of people don't get, it's not about, uh, let's go to these industry meetups and talk about industry things and I'm going to go to the CitySec meetup and I'm going to tell people what I do at work all day and ask them what they do at work all day. Uh, a lot of us don't want to talk about work because we've been doing it all day. Right. Um, it's, it's just about making people like you and knowing a bit enough about them to know what you can tap them for going forward uh, and then about tapping them now and then to just make sure that that relationship is maintained
0: um, yeah, no, and I think Twitter like, really helps with something like that, um, maintaining your relationships and going to other conferences.
1: Absolutely. Twitter is, for whatever reason, huge in the information security realm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, an absolute paradox uh, for people who are focused so much on information security and privacy that we broadcast our minute-by-minute lives on there. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it is a, an incredibly important and useful tool because it is a great way to literally ping somebody and just see how they're doing. Or if you see them post something, you can just post a one sentence response. Mm-hmm. And just in their brain, they remember you, you remember them, you're all still alive, cool. Then it's not awkward when you hit them up a year and a half later for something because <laughs> every couple of months, and and it's how it used to be. Right. Like if you right. if you hadn't talked to somebody in a year and a half, like no, you just write them off as dead. Right. Um, but no, now with Twitter, you can poke people, and and that in itself is an art. And I considered putting a talk together on that, and got so overwhelmed that I backburnered that one. Uh, just social media management for the purpose of relationship maintenance. Um, is an insanely large field that right. uh, I could probably write a book on. Um, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Twitter, Facebook. If you're up for that, Facebook. I think a lot of people use more for personal stuff. You know, it's all about family photos and things. And so that's your call.
0: I've never been a big Facebook fan to be honest, but um, reversing that too. I think Twitter can be a good way to start net- networking opportunities too. To yeah. where? Yeah. You just respond to something that people said or start in a conversation or even just ask a question uh, and you start building connections that way. They follow you back and, you know, you you interact with them from, like you said, time to time and does not have to be pretty consistent. But I've met people at conferences that, you know, hey, I'm looking forward to meeting you. I, I've met them on Twitter, but I'll get to meet them face to face at these conferences.
1: Absolutely. Uh, one 100% I cannot agree with that more. Um, tw- Twitter is, especially in the information security community, uh, just a 24-7 conference, really. Um, you will, can easily meet new people on there. Nobody thinks that it's weird. Uh, it's just because we're so used to using Twitter that if you meet someone new there, it's not some creepy stranger on the internet. And I don't know this guy. Uh, (laughs) There's just more of an informality and a friend in a uh, kind of an openness. It's more like Twitter is a 24 seven house party that's going on. And if you've ever gone to like a house party where you didn't know whose house party, it was, but you go in and and generally nobody's weirded out that you're there. um, You can certainly ruin that. But, (laughs) um, it you know for you to come up to somebody and just start talking to them at a house party is not is not weird uh, and Twitter is very much like a house party in that regard. Um, house parties also being excellent places for networking.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that will do it for part one of how to network in information security. Hopefully, you learned something. If you didn't, drop me a line on Twitter at Timothy D Block or email me at Timothy. Dot dblock at gmail.com and let me know what you didn't learn and we'll try to cover it in a future podcast show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash E-I-S if you enjoyed the show share it with others and rate it on iTunes so it can reach others trying to explore information security that'll do it have a good one